Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, however you are listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I am Ryan, and I am here with Eric, and we are coming to you live from an undisclosed location. And uh, I will also say that this undisclosed location does not have any windows. It's not a jail cell. We're not in jail recording. I mean, because like some jail cells don't have windows, but we're not in jail. But like the bougie ones probably do. You think bougie jail cells have windows? Like if you're up on like the top level of like the cell block, I'm sure that you might have a distant window out there that you can probably. I'm. You think you think, honestly? I'm thinking about Alcatraz right now. Okay. Because uh, I've been to Alcatraz. I feel like you're also kind of going into um, like hotels. Like a, like the higher up you are, the better view you have. I don't think the inmates at prisons like. Oh, I have cell fourteen oh two. That's the fourteenth level. I'm not, I'm not sure, man. No, I think if you're like a good, well-behaved prisoner, they're gonna put you on one of the top levels with the view of the ocean and maybe some boats, you know. And then if you misbehave before they send you to the hole, they put you on like level one, yeah. right? And then and then you don't see any of that. Anyway, um, I say all this to say thank you for listening to our podcast. This is the unofficial Willy Wonka podcast. That is correct. And this, and guys, welcome back to this, the sixth episode. Um, and you know, it's we we put out these episodes a while ago, all of them at once, and just the the amount of views, the the staggering, I mean, the dozens of downloads that we have seen, dozens and dozens of downloads, the few hundred that have happened historically. Uh, it's been oh, it's been great, um, and we're really excited. So, as a quick recap. And I fully acknowledge I definitely uh, cut off your energy there, and that's okay. We'll get back to that later. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to my to my energy level, yeah. Okay. Let's um, quick recap. Uh, we, we The first five episodes that we did, we went over each scene of Willy Wonka, talking about it, um, and just kind of analyzing it. So now, with this episode, we're going we're gonna to cover some ground on a few different things, all right? Yeah, uh, and and I think that a couple things need to be addressed here. Since the last time that we put out an episode, there have been some changes in the world. I'm talking major changes in the world that even relate directly to this podcast. Uh, I would even say maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Prophetic? Is that a word? What if if you're a prophet? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. (laughs) Prophetic? Can you be prophetic? Um, Profiteer? Anyway, the profiteer is not the correct word. Well, I think we're profiteering up in this undisclosed location room with no windows in cell block 14. Uh, but listen, um, we directly referenced the fact. Prophetic is a, is a word. Prophetic. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a word. So we're profiteering. And uh, we we definitely mentioned prophetic. that if. Oh, prophetic. 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 Oh, thank you, Siri. Um if uh, if Twitter was not a thing when you're listening to this podcast, yep. uh, you know, and I said because of Elon Musk, this right? Is, this is recorded. You people, our people, check the timestamp, right? Yep. Uh, it was before X was a thing. It's so fucking stupid. So in this so world today, in this 2023 world in which we are living today, there is no more Twitter. There is no more tweeting. There is no more retweeting. It is simply posting and reposting. And that is on the new platform known as X. I think they. I think he said that there's a word instead of tweeting. 
It's stupid. It well, I'm just saying that within yeah. the confines of the app, yeah. it's called posting now. And you can still, so while you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, you can also follow us on X at, at Podcast Wants. At Podcast Wonka, excuse me. We might, we, I don't think we post anything. We might look for a new avenue of putting out our things just because um, Elon Musk is, you know, uh, fucking insane and stupid. But anyway. Well, that being said, there are some pretty good memes and some photos on there on our account. So you can still follow us, at least as of right now. Have you been posting on there? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, follow, I thought you I, follow. I, follow, I thought I follow. you follow us. You know what happened? Um, I switched to the new iPhone, uh, newest iPhone. Um, uh, just so you guys have timestamp that. That's the new 15, buddy. And uh, I logged into all my things, and I tried to log into my Twitter, and it keeps giving me a user error. And I just, I'm sorry, X app. And uh, it just hasn't been working. Well, and, I, and and I've been focused on every other app trying to get it going, but. Uh, that's okay. That's yes. okay. Anyway, you can still follow us there. Um, but yeah, uh, the other worldly development that has happened. Um, Brand new Speaker of the House. No, that's not it. Nope. It's not the nope, Speaker of the House. It. No. no, it is uh, the movie Wonka that is set to come out December 15th, 2023, starring Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. There is a trailer for this movie now. In fact, there are two trailers there for this movie. There are two movie. trailers. So... When we started recording this podcast, the first trailer was out. Was not. Or, no. It was at not. Least, at least the first two episodes. It wasn't out yet. But by the time we recorded 3, 4, and 5. They were not out. By 3, 4, and 5, that trailer was out. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But by the first time that we recorded, it I wasn't. knew yeah. that the movie was coming out. You could look it up on IMDb, and you'd see that it was a, a thing. Yeah. Um, I got the vibe that this movie was going to be a little bit darker, and I think we had just talked about this previously. Timothy Chalamet was recently in Dune. Yep. Badass movie. You say Dude or Dune? Dune. Okay. Like Dune, where's my car? Right? Dune, yeah. Dune, where's my car? That's yeah, right. exactly. So uh, I was expecting this to be a little bit darker, and... Um, you know, let's just talk about this trailer. We're talking right? about the trailers. Yeah, let's talk um, about the trailers here. By the way, by trailer we mean like the sneak peek, not like a trailer that an actor might um, stay in or a trailer that might be in a trailer park. All right, for people who don't know what a trailer is out there, a movie trailer. It's a movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. So let's. The first thing about this that should be noted is it is from the executive producers of all the Harry Potter movies. So, stylistically speaking, it is in the style of those movies, all of which I haven't seen. So... Proudly. I'm about to get going here. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. I've been preparing all week for this rant. Okay. Well, actually, let me let me, let me me start off with a couple of positive things before I get in that. Okay. Here are some things that I liked about the trailer. I liked the music. There were some pretty epic callbacks to some of the songs from the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. And uh, let's be clear that this is a uh, summary or synopsis of both trailers combined. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I did like the music. I liked that it appears to be uh, – so first of all, this is going to be a prequel 
yep. from from what I can gather to how Willy Wonka kind of got his start. And it does seem that he has a purpose, uh, that it gave a little bit of background on him. Uh, there's a scene where he says something to the effect of, we did it, Mama. So he's talking about his mom. Yeah. And uh, it does give him some purpose, and it, and it does you know uh, make us sympathize towards his character a little bit more. So I did I did like that. And that's about it, because I'm about to go on a rant about how this ain't it, bruh. Okay, before we get into um, the negatives about this, or our review, um, I've had some friends and family. I would say mostly family. I don't have a whole lot of friends. Uh, Ryan calls me called me his work buddy the other day. Not like best friend, but that's okay. We'll work buddy about. sums it up, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I think I heard him say co-associate one time, but, um, you know, I had some family reach out to me, ask what I thought about the trailer. Um, and I generally don't like trailers, even me being a giant James Bond fan. I try mm. to not watch trailers cause I don't, it, I frankly, I don't want any spoilers. I want mm-hmm. to go into a, a movie fresh. So Although this is what we are doing in our spare time that we're not getting paid for, we felt obligated to watch it. But that also being said, I'm reserving a lot of judgment for when the movie does come out. And we will definitely make an episode about that. Uh, We actually were considering trying to do the episode live in the movie theaters while we're watching it. Um, Full commentary. Uh, We're going to look into the legal issues about that later. Um, I I only have one knock on it, and I'm I'm really saving a lot of my judgment for when it comes out. Uh, and I feel like everyone here also should. But that being said, Ryan, please uh, go off, King, sir. Uh, well, I just want to say, speaking about the trailers, right? So um, there was a while where I tried to avoid any and all trailers because of what you just said. Spoilers, big time. It just like it just ruins the movie. Yeah. I want or the yeah movie TV show whatever it is so I don't want to know ideas in your head yeah you know? and it's like supposed to be highlights of the thing yeah right and I don't want to know and sometimes the best movies are the ones that you go into with sometimes a bad reputation and you go in there with low expectations yeah and then when you see a movie that's good uh, sometimes nothing beats that but in terms of this trailer okay let me just say this I am not averse to science fiction. I love science fiction. I'm into Marvel. I'm into Star Wars. Uh, I saw Lord of the... Well, the, th- the first three original Lord of the Rings. I only um, saw the third one. See, there you go. Um, Skip to the end, buddy. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not averse to that category. Uh, books, TV shows, Star Trek. I was watching that shit as a kid, right? Uh, that being said, I remember when Harry Potter came out and it was all the rage, and to this day, it's kind of still all the rage because people talk about it, and there's been other, uh, like, movies and stories put out in the Harry Potter universe, right? I tried to read the book. I've been to Harry Potter World. I've had butterbeer. I own a wand. I have a Ravenclaw t-shirt, okay? I say all this to say, Harry Potter's not really my thing. I've, I've given it a go multiple times to try to get into it, but all the bippity boppity boo, alakazam, abracadabra stuff—it's just not really for me. Um, and this trailer gave me total Harry Potter, uh, 
Harry Potter vibes. And that was and that was before I saw that it said from the producers of Harry Potter. It's too British. Not that I have anything against the Brits. Love them. They're our allies. I would love to visit one day. Okay. But it's it's too overly that. It's too corny. Um, and it just looks too Harry Potter for me, man. Like they're Mary Poppins, like swinging around, singing. It just it just doesn't look like something that I would be into. And I just want to say one more thing. I'm sure the movie will be fine. It might be okay. It might even be kind of good. Um, but I'm. It's just it doesn't look like something that I'm gonna overly enjoy, especially not like the first one. Um, and I reserve the right to change my mind. By the way, once I see this. But this no, is just the vibes. You're of the documented. Trip. No, uh, no, no. I can, I can, I can go into this movie with a low expectation yeah. mindset and come out and like it. But as of right now, expectations way down here. I'm talking way down here. So, you know, one of the appeals, and uh, Ryan and I have recently watched a behind-the-scenes documentary uh, featuring the cast and the crew from the original Willy Wonka. And it really gave us some great insight into the movie. You know, but one of the great things about the movie is that from the time frame it was shot, you had a lot of real effects to use. This is, and I really don't like any movie that's overly CGI'd. So that's one, that's an additional knock. My primary knock on this movie is instead of you, instead of utilizing and hiring little people as actors they decided to use who grant or hugh grant and cgi him as a fucking oompa loompa is it not huge grant (laughs) i I just had to say that i believe huge grant is um you know what we're not gonna get to politics but is it something that a bank gives you it's like yeah it's like that or trying to get student loan forgiveness um but hugh grant doesn't need the money he is fine we don't need him as a fucking oompa loompa and also guess what none of the oompa loompas spoke words in the movie we didn't hear their voices well the reason why is because only like one of them did speak english and a lot of them were from different nations because they were filming in germany so they got they got little people who were from turkey and or Uzbekistan or whatever, right? So they didn't speak English. They did. They did. They did sing. They they, they sang. Uh, but if you if you look closely at some of those scenes, you can tell that not all of them knew the words. Yeah. Uh, and it's for the same reason that you just mentioned is because they didn't all speak English. But you can you could have easily found five, six, seven little people employed them, and, give and them and jobs. Like seriously. Like, they, it's just like why, why who Grant? And he, it's just who it's, Grant? Who? And he's and and he's talking. Oh, and we're gonna take a quick break. All right, we are back from our quick break. That's gonna be a new feature on this podcast. Is I'm going to be looking at the levels and see something, and I'm going to say, hey, quick break, and. Have to stop the show and fucking fix it. Um, or we take more breaks once we get some goddamn sponsors up in this bitch. We, oh, we have sponsors. We have sponsors. Um, just like they're not the they're not the best kind of sponsors. So I've I've said no. 
uh, my like the my pillow guy wants to sponsor us. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Nah. No, I don't want him on there. Um, you know, and also, the DraftKings wants to sponsor us. They mm. want to try to get into. They want to want people to bet on what kind, how many jokes we're gonna make, how many laughs or downloads. We're not gonna get into sports betting, guys. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. But picking up where we left off, um, who Grant speaking in the movie, Oompa Loompa, like he's it, it's a major role that who grant has in this he's talking from what it seems like all the fucking time um and there are some other big name actors we saw in there um keegan michael P- uh, peel uh, uh that would be keegan michael key keegan michael key yeah like jordan peel jordan peel is the yeah. other one yeah he apparently plays a constable <clears throat> if you will yes um but like exactly what you're saying that it's very from what we've seen it is looking very British when this whole town the whole aspect of this movie of Willy Wonka the original was not to be location specific so that's kind of another knock on that that like you're saying it's very Harry Potter-esque so let's make from what we've seen we could be wrong and, and, and let's be, let's face it, we haven't been wrong on almost anything we've said on this podcast. We've again, we've been prophetic. We've been profiteering. Yep, we've been profi- we've been yeah. calling things before they happen, left and right, in real life. Just fucking spotting shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the chocolate cartel? Okay, so we mentioned this in the episode in the previous episodes, right? In the book. There are multiple chocolate companies, um, and they're, they're mentioned, but they are not really made to be a villain. So, and we all we talked about this previously, is that they decided to take uh, Slugworth, mm-hmm. brain fart there, guys. Yep. Sorry, and make him into a character, right? Because when they made the original Wonka movie, there was no there was no antagonist, so right. they had to create one. So they worked with Rolled Rolled Doll on that, and they created Slugworth as a as a part of the Chocolate Cartel or the the the, 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 um, the antagonist in the original movie. But with this trailer, it appears that there is all the companies trying to take down Wonka. Right. right. So my guess is, and I don't think we saw any of them by name, but my guess is that Slugworth will be there. Fickle Gruber will be there. It, I think we saw Fickle Gruber's name in the in the. Trailer. We may have. We yeah. may have. Yeah. Uh, another positive that we didn't, we failed to mention that it is a little bit more of a diverse cast that we do have. Ah. People of color, which is great. You know that was not really featured. In the first uh, first movie, so that's you know that's that's good to see because that's good for kids. Yeah, I think a lot of the sign of the times things that we referenced as we watched along with the first, yeah, uh, or I mean, yeah, with the original movie, um, I think that will not be the case here. Yeah, so that's that that's a positive. So the positives are uh, music, music, and and inclusion, <laughs> and, and that's about that, it. That's about it. Good um, luck, folks. Timothy Chalamet, so a lot of people, uh, by a lot of people, I mean my sister, uh, <laughs> talked to me <laughs> about this, about how it shouldn't be Timothy Chalamet. And I think you might have some feelings about that, um, but I don't think anybody knew it should have been Gene Wilder until it was Gene Wilder. You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, let's, let's, let's do give him a shot. Let's see, right, how it is. 
Um, I know my sister sent me maybe the guy from the bear kind of looks like Wonka. Looks yeah. It like, looks like Wilder, but we don't want a Wilder lookalike. We don't want that. Well, no. I think maybe with his hair, you know. Yeah. Uh, but- by the way, if you've not seen the bear, I don't remember his name either, but it's the guy from Shameless. Well, one, one of the, it's, yeah, it's one of the lip, kids from. Lip, I believe is his name. Or Mouth. Mouth is his name in Shameless. That's his character. I think it was Lip. Oh, Lip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the two. Uh, And we don't we don't even look it up. I'm I'm actually fine with uh, with Timothy Chalamet. I I just thought he'd be portraying him as a slightly darker character, um, based off of no reason except for the original picture that I saw. Do we from the movie? Do we know? Do we know who the director is? Because I think that's kind of I think that might have something to do with it. We know that it's from. Um, it's from the, the producers the of Harry producer Potter. Harry Potter. So, if we were to, to quickly, I don't know, IMDb this, you know, and uh, let's see if there's Wi-Fi in our undisclosed location decides to work in this uh, room with no windows, you know, we're not looking at. I don't think the director is Christopher Nolan or Tim Burton. So we're no, not, we're not. We're not. We're not going to get a, a darker Wonka movie. Which I mean, definitely would have been more, you know, would have been it's a just, better. It just looks goofy, man. It just looks yeah. a little too childish, and you know, some of you out there listening right now, thank you for listening. By the way, you might be thinking to yourself, "I thought it looked good." Well, you're wrong, um, but I might be wrong, and uh, you can come at us on at Podcast Wonka on our X account. And you can tell us all about how we're wrong, and uh, after you go see the movie or before, whichever you want. Yeah. But, Anyway, um, I'm glad that they're coming out with another story. Mm-hmm. I just, it just looks eh to me. Yeah, and um, from that documentary that we watched about Wally Wonka with the cast and director, the director, Mel Stewart, mm. uh, kind of spoke about what the how the appeal of the original Wonka movie has stood the test of time is that you know he has kids so i think he had some you know he's had a lot of you know time with children perhaps or whatever it is but one of the things that has the appeal is that although it is a children's movie per se it's not exactly a children's movie because the kids in this movie and the jokes in this movie are all like kind of directed toward adults because kids all want to be treated like adults and that's kind of the thing is that he didn't want this to be like, hey, kids, try to understand this. It's like it's giving to them as it is. You know, they want to be treated that way. I think I think what he said was that one of the reasons that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory uh, is such a great movie because both children and adults laugh for different reasons at this movie. Yeah. Um, and they appreciate it for for different reasons. And it's withstood the test of time. It's become a cultural phenomenon so much in the fact that here we are uh, over 50 years later. In fact, 60 years later, right? Yeah. Are you asking me to do quick math? Cause you quick know, math. Dude, Let's you, bust out dude, the you know I can compass do and the navigation tools and the calculator. Dude, you know I can do quick math. You know it. Like I'm so great at quick math. I'm not pulling up my calculator. That's stupid. I don't need to because it's quick math. You know, I'm pretty sure the movie came out in 1971, so it's definitely over 50 years old. Yeah, Maybe. so 50, right, yeah. 50 years old. Um, yeah. yeah, the movie's over 50 years old, and they're still continuing on with the story, whether it be prequels or sequels or remakes. Uh, the remake, which shall not be mentioned, 
We're not talking about it. No, we're not going to. Not, not even a little bit. No. Not even the fact that they only had one Oompa Loompa in there, and they just CGI'd a bunch of Oompa Loompas. I, th- I, 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 Did they use CGI in the movie that shall not be named? Yeah. They used a lot. Ugh. I didn't. And I really didn't watch it. I just know from what, I, from what I've heard about it is they used one guy to play the Oompa Loompa, then essentially cloned him a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if we're wrong about that, I don't give a <clears throat> shit. Don't don't fucking correct me. I don't give a shit. Like it's a stupid fucking movie. All right. Depp, fuck that up. Okay? This is probably this is probably the the angriest that you've heard us. I I mean I almost got heated um, talking about our top you know top candy bars at one time but um and by the way for all you candy bar lovers out, out there, there take five bars are still fucking number one and if you don't know then find the fuck out okay well they're not but uh well the, well they're your number one for those who don't know what take fives are number one well okay. what what i was gonna say is for all you candy bar lovers out there stay tuned for the very end of this episode because we're going to be giving you a little taste of our top five alternate flavor candy bars. Yeah, the alt like the alt kids of like the the, the popular candy bars, you know. Right. Yeah. There's M and M's, but there's also peanut M and M's. Yeah, and those uh, aren't the OGs. I wouldn't classify peanuts as the alt. I, I would say it's M and M's and peanut M and M's are like the mainstays. That's why I said peanut butter M and M's. Oh, I thought you said peanut m No, definitely did not. You can't go back and look or listen. We're going to later. Okay. Um, well, I think that kind of sums up the trailer. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on this trailer? So we talked about Chalamet. Uh, talked about some of the cast. Talked about some of the music. Talked about uh, who Grant, uh, for some fucking reason, being in this movie. Um, no, I think that's about it. You know, you know what? I want to say one thing about Hugh Grant. Okay. Who? Right. Hugh? Who? Okay. Hugh Grant taking the spot where he doesn't need the money. At least we presume he doesn't need the money. There's no way he need there's no way he needs the money. When you could employ five, six, seven little people, right? Um he kind of now strikes me as the type of person that would not commit to the intersection before turning left at a traffic light. Are you talking the, about driving a I'm vehicle? Talking about, I'm talking about driving a vehicle. And then you get these assholes that when the light is green and you're trying to turn left, they don't drive into the middle of the intersection because once that green light turns red, you can turn left. But some people don't do that. And Hugh Grant, because he took this role and doesn't need the money, is that type of person. He, he is that asshole. Do you, think, do you think Hugh Grant drives himself anywhere? Yes, I do. He's big. He's not that big. He's, he was in... Um, you know that rom that that one rom rom com exactly. <laughs> While you were sleeping, is that is that what it's called? Or are you, are you... It's just a guess. I feel like it was. He's in. He's was in he some in pre- ten he, things I hate about you. I think no. he was in love. Actually, I. Um, what, what was the one? Are with you saying Julia Roberts? Are you that, saying, that all the women love? You know. Are you saying he was in love? Or are you saying he was like he was in love, comma actually, or as in like, hey, actually he was in love. You know what? Never mind. That joke's played out. I, uh, I, I, you know what? We can do a quick IMDb search. There are some of you in your cars right now who are listening, who are saying, who are screaming out the movies that Hugh Grant has been in. And you know what? Congratulations. But I also know that if you are in your car right now listening to our podcast, that green light 
means that you can commit to the intersection and turn left once that light turns red. And then you make everybody's day happier. You make traffic smooth just a little, or sorry, go just a little bit smoother. Um, and that's the deal, okay? Yeah. Are you looking up Hugh Grant movies right now? I'm trying to. So I finally got some reception in this fucking room. Cell Block um, 14. It's, the director is Paul King. Uh, if you don't know the things that he's directed, guess what? Neither fucking do I. Uh, <laughs> Did he direct Love Actually? Well, we'll find out. Hugh Grant has famously been in Love, comma, Actually. Yes. About a boy, at least four weddings, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you know, a bunch of bullshit. He was in Glass Onion? Whatever. All right, so um, back to, yeah, so if you're in, in, in an intersection and you go, so you're talking, about, you're talking about going underneath the light. You know what I'm talking about. Were you were you taught this? Like the specific verbiage that was given to me when I had my temps, my temporary driver's license, was that you can commit. It's back in OH. That's Ohio. IO. And yes, it was. Thank you. But uh, yeah, when you're driving and yeah. you're turning left at a, at a traffic light and that light is green, but there's a bunch of cars coming the other way, so you yeah. can't actually turn left, so you have to wait. You can drive into the middle of the intersection yeah. and wait for these cars to go by, and if they keep going by and they don't stop, once your light turns red and their light turns red, you can turn left if you are already in the intersection. If you're not, then you can't turn left. So you just ruined your time and everybody else mm-hmm. behind you's time. Yeah, about yeah, especially if it's a busy time of the day, you want to get underneath the light. Um, I I didn't know there's a name. Is there a name for this person? I always I always just say this fucking guy. You know, that's and, fine. And then, and then broadly gesture uh, in front of me to that car. I usually say, "What the bleep are you doing?" Sometimes I say bleep. Who, uh, is that because you have children in the car? <sighs> yeah, okay. I gotta watch what I say now. You know, I can't just be throwing around f bombs uh, with the kids around. I'm doing it willy nilly around around kids. Yeah, looking for kids to say it around. Willy nilly? Uh, <laughs> nope. I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway okay it's a decent trailer i hope you guys like the movie and i hope i do too i hope i am so wrong about this trailer um but that was the first reason that we're here today but the real reason that we're here today is because we want to get into talking about some of the characters breaking down their roles breaking down the actors and the actresses that actually played them and uh you know maybe teach you guys some some little nuggets about them that you didn't know or that we didn't know. Mm. And today, we're here to talk about Mr. Mike TV. The one and only Mike TV. Now, as we mentioned before in the podcast, TV is spelled Tango Echo Echo Victor Echo Echo. Uh, For those who know the NATO phonetic alphabet. That's T-E-E-V-E-E. So it's not T dot V as the... Like a television. Yeah. But I think it's the play on words there that make it so. However, if you look up this character, uh, you will find publications that refer... Sorry, that have it spelled T-E-A-V-E-E, like T, like I'm having some Earl Grey tea with my grandmother. Earl Grey is um, the best one. Earl Grey is fantastic. It's the best one. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a company out there called Stash um, Tea Company. They're not sponsoring us. But they have a double bergamot Earl Grey tea. Mm. It's the best. They had an Earl Grey tea cocktail at 
Toro Lounge in uh, downtown Bremerton. That place fucking sucked. I hated Toro Lounge. I liked Toro and Lounge. It closed down. It is. It is so not so fucking happy. Well, it's some. Yeah, it's called something else. For me, it was a it was a self described tapas lounge or bar. If you're tapas, you're specializing in small plates, which typically are accompanied by a selection of wine, mm. which they poorly featured. There's barely any wine on that list. But their small plating was on point. No. Okay. I dude, fuck that place. Anyway. I enjoyed it, uh, you know, to each their own. They're closed down now, um, and now it's a uh, another ramen place. I uh, think Toro Lounge was owned by Hugh Grant, actually. Who? Yeah. Um, exactly. Pa- uh, so the actor who played Mike TV, his name's Paris Temin, uh, spelled <laughs> Tango Hotel Echo, Mike Mike Echo November. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but yeah. well. So in in addition to the spelling of Mike TV, it's actually kind of funny. So his real name Paris Temin. Uh, if you look up um, videos and interviews with him, some people pronounce it Temin, some people say Femin. Yep. And I'm sorry, and you might not be able to ever hear this the other way again, but I'm not going to say Femin because it sounds like I have a lisp, <laughs> and, that's, and that's I can't so- unhear it. So we're going to say Paris Temin. Uh, so. Looking at his Wikipedia, right, he was born in 1957. Um, so, years act. So right now he's 64 years old. No, what the 57. Yeah. But then it's saying, look at this. This it says 59 over here. It says two things on this fucking thing. Well, anyway. so he's in his 60s. Yeah, he's in his 60s. Okay. He, early, well, 64. That's mid 60s. It's because 60, it's 60, 64, 64 is 60, mid. 64 is mid. Yeah. Easily. Um, inarguable. Inarguable. You can't do it. You can't argue with it. So on his on his film appearance, uh, adult acting in a series. Nope. He's from Boston, so. right? He was born yeah. in Boston. His parents were musicians. Bo- Boston. Boston, Mass. Um yeah. In the shipyard. Shipyard. I just made that up. He's not from the shipyard. But no. he but he was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh he so he he started he was a child actor, you know, he started acting as a child, so this wasn't his first appearance. Uh he was in like T V commercials and things like that. Um he w- did go to college, uh but Um, I did see in an in an interview that he had online, um he had mentioned that he was an actor from the time that he was a child until he was in college. And his college uh, acting teachers um, told him that he should take some time off of acting just because he needed to experience life like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what got him into the hobby of traveling and, like, backpacking. Yeah. And so looking at this Wikipedia, uh, it says he's been in one movie, which – it, as you could guess, is Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. And mm. then he was in a bunch of TV shows. And not a whole lot. Uh, it, well, it might not... It, so it might not have everything on there because uh, I know that before he was in Willy Wonka, uh, he was on Broadway. He, so he did I said he was in one movie. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's so, true. Yeah, you know, so that was like... that's That, that was his role. And he did it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, who Grant doesn't need this fucking movie? Fucking clown. Um, so, 
watching some of these behind the scenes, from what we're told is that Mr. Mr. Paris Temin was mm-hmm. the Veruca Salt in real life. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they've they talked about in several interviews. I think Gene Wilder is out there uh, where he's interviewed, and he talks about how the actress that plays uh, Veruca Salt, uh, Julie Don Cole, mm. she was actually a very sweet, nice young girl in real life. And, you know, obviously we know that while all of the kids were, spo- were spoiled brats, with the exception of Charlie – um, Veruca was probably the worst um, out of them all. And, uh, I mean, you know, I want it now, make him work nights. I mean, she was a slave driver. She wanted what she wanted all the time. Um, whereas Mike TV, he was just all about watching TV. He wanted nobody to interfere with that. Um, but as a human being, Julie Don Cole was very sweet and nice, whereas it appears that Paris Temin was actually a bit of a brat himself in real life. Also, I, I know you said that. I know you said that Charlie wasn't spoiled. That dude had like seemingly unlimited amount of cabbage water for dinner. <laughs> that's I don't know, man. That's. <laughs> I was wondering what you were gonna say there. And cabbage water is true. I mean, he had all the cabbage water he could he could eat. Uh, a bed full of grandparents. Gosh. Just like what? What more could you want? I know. You know all the laundry he could sit on, and his mom's laundromat that she worked at and did definitely did not own. And gave him the world's worst pep talk ever. The fucking worst pep talk. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to Paris Temin here. Um, he, so he he had a, he had a mildly he did some some stuff afterwards. He was in Star Trek. Uh, that was in two thousand. Uh. And really, in one episode. Yeah. So he really didn't do a whole lot of acting after the movie. Uh, so he's still around. He's still alive, and he's now doing he's now doing conventions as Mike TV, and which apparently he's doing well with that. So. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's out there with the rest of the cast every once in a while at these conventions. You know, like the Comic Cons and all the all the conventions where you can go and meet actors and like famous people. Um, he got into some production work. Right. Yep. Um, another thing that is very funny about him, I saw that he was uh, in 2018. He was on an episode of Jeopardy as himself. Regular Jeopardy, not Just even regular Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Uh, fun fact: also, his wife was also on Jeopardy. I believe in 2015. What a bunch of fucking nerds. Well, anyway, so he's on Jeopardy, right? And Alex Trebek uh, introduces him as R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. For sure. Uh, the best. Yeah, Sean Connery. Shout out SNL, right? Yeah, soft, um, shout, soft shout out. Soft shout out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Alex Trebek introduces him as Paris Temin, uh, entrepreneur and avid backpacker, um, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not mention that he was Mike TV from Willy Wonka, and you can tell if you because this clip is available, you can go see it on YouTube. Uh, he looks kind of shocked that that's what he introduced him as. But according to Paris. Um, Alex Trebek was given three fun facts about the contestants. And one of them is that he was an entrepreneur. The other was that he was an avid backpacker. And the third was that he was Mike TV on Willy Wonka. And Alex Trebek chose not to say that fact, which is like the biggest one. It's the also <laughs> it's such a huge snub. <laughs> They're like, hey, look at this great thing you accomplished. 
So, like, backpacking, huh? That's pretty fucking cool. Like, Alex Trebek casually snubbed my TV. I mean, it's done as a joke sometimes. They put, um, man, I, I think Aaron Rodgers was caught at a basketball game one time, and they put him up on the big screen, you know, where, like, the kiss cam is and all that stuff. And it said, Aaron Rodgers, underneath it said, Game of Thrones Extra, you know? <laughs> That's, I mean, that's funny. But that's but that's done for like comedic purposes. Yeah. Not out of ignorance. For all we know, Alex Trebek could have hated Willy Wonka. Ooh. But I don't want to put that out there. Maybe he was part of the chocolate cartel. I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch the good Alex Trebek name. Um, but that was. Um, and now let's let's get into a little bit about Mike TV as his character yeah. in the movie. Um, you know, he had a, a, from what I understand, a pretty decent working relationship with, with the director, um, uh, Mel Stewart, yep. uh, and he kind of went in, he kind of talked about his, the scene that he was in for the getting shrunk by the great... Wonkavision. Wonkavision. Wow, yeah. Dude. yeah. My yeah, brain yeah, sure. is not. No, good no, 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 no. You're good. So, um, so Mike TV, right? He, we first see him because he's the winner of the fourth golden ticket, and the first scene that we see him in the movie mm-hmm. is watching television, and of course, all the news reporters are there, and he's there with his mom and his dad, and uh, you know, he's he's watching Cowboys and Indians, right? Yeah. And all these reporters are trying to interview him, asking him questions. About how does it feel to be the winner of the fourth golden ticket? Not now. I'm busy. It's yeah. because he's watching TV. Why would you? Why would you like interrupt me with that, right? Um, and you, you know, he's got the toy gun. He's shooting it at the screen. It's, it's one of those cap guns. I'm not. I don't think those are around too much anymore. They could be. You know the cap guns. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not out there trying to buy them. And plus, like my kids aren't old enough. They're not. Tw- They're not. Not to, not. To not. Look, not till you're twelve, son. Um, which, by the way, I I have read that that scene took several takes, like several several takes. Oh my god! And I believe this is because Mel Stewart was a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. So, uh, so my thought there is that he had the not till you're twelve, son, and the actor who played Mike TV's dad wasn't delivering it the way that he wanted to, and so he just kept having him redo it and redo it. Um, <laughs> but we see him there. Um, you know, he's also like famously known for when they're waiting outside of the chocolate factory, he delivers the line, Hi, fish face! Yeah, right? it's great. Yeah, which is one of his buddies. Um, did, did you ever have any friends named Fish Face as a kid? I worked with a guy on a, at a previous company. Mm. Um, uh, his last name was Fisher. Mm. So maybe we call him that um, fish face. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I was just making sure. I mean. Uh, we, we, you know, growing up in Long Island, you know, we had a lot of jamokes and, you know, schlubs and, you know, New Yorker slang. Is Long Island upstate New York? Um, what's, the, um, what's the team for Ohio State? Is it the Wolverines? No. Oh, okay. That's basically what the fuck you just said to me. <laughs> it was just a valid. It was just a question. Is it? I'm not from New it? York, but I hear you talk about it an awful lot. I just don't know. You know, I've been there a couple times. Long Island uh, is its own thing. Okay, it is an island. Legally, it is a peninsula, 
Yeah. But 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 geographically speaking, it is an island, and actually, it, it was a Supreme Court case. Why it's a it's a peninsula? It's it has to do with the sea. It doesn't matter. Um, it has the boroughs of Brooklyn and Queens, mm. geographically speaking, part of it. But Long Island itself are two counties, Nassau and Suffolk County, that are right outside the city. So so it's not part of upstate New York. You guys think you should be like your own country or nope. something? Nope. There are three parts to New York. It's upstate New York, the five boroughs of New York City, and then Long Island. Or, as some people say, Schlong Island. I have heard Schlong Island before. You've heard it from me. Uh, did you ever see the movie The Purge? Yeah. Mm. One Wait. of the... Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the newer newer versions of The Purge, uh, I, I think it was like called The First Purge, actually, Yeah. was... I think it took place on Long Island. The sample of The Purge that mm. was going to happen was done on Long Island. And also, congratulations on saying on instead of in, which apparently mm. a lot of Long Islanders have a problem with. They'd be like, you can't live in an island, you live on an island. That's how they sound. That's how they sound when they say that to me. Well, see, I I have respect for the Long Islanders. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the Islanders. The Islanders, they, they, that's a team. But and they but they play on they, Long Island? They do play on Long Island. They, they Their entire... So they... They played in Nassau Coliseum starting out with. Then that, while that was getting, you know, redone, they did move to Brooklyn, mm. uh, which is technically part of Long Island um, <laughs> and the city. So, listen, if you're born in Brooklyn or Queens, on a pure technicality, you are a Long Islander and you're also from the city. Uh, I just want to state for the record, this is not a Long Island podcast. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so not a pod, it's not a Long Island podcast. So, uh, so back to the back back to the My, show. That, uh, Mike TV. I feel like it's a reference to something I've seen before. <laughs> um, Mike TV. Right. So, uh, right. Hey, Fish Face. Um, they go into the chocolate factory. Right. He's just kind of hanging around. He's yeah. not. He's not really the feature character until they get to his scene. Right. No, he's not. Like he is featured. Uh, on the way when they are in the uh, Wonka Wash, um, him and Miss TV getting yes. yeah on that on that the grand old whatever the fuck that car was called. It was um, it was actually Wonka Wash spelled backwards. Yeah, Hasha Wonka no. Yep, I think that's pretty good. That was actually. that was really good. Yeah, I've been I've been practicing. And then they go to this scene. <laughs> and they go to the scene and um, oh wait, uh, we forgot he gets blown up by exploding candy. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. So he has some roles. He doesn't have a whole lot of great jokes. Miss, you know, Miss TV is great uh, with some of her ignorant statements that she makes. But um, she's a very snooty character. She's very snooty, and yeah. she thinks she's smart, but she proves throughout the movie she doesn't because she doesn't. She mistakes Rachmaninoff for Mozart. She, you know, she doesn't know um, that Oompa Loompa Land is not a real place. Is, yeah, she doesn't yeah. know that, dude. So um, she's a teacher of geography. She, yeah fucking god help us all yeah um right okay so uh so they're on hasha wonka no yep right and they're getting all the uh all the soap right like blown in their face which we're we're told is cream i think yeah are are we told that no it's you know what's do we are we talking about like what it actually is or in the movie what it is? No. So what it actually was, uh, well, whatever think, it, yeah, was, it was, like it was. Like, I I have read that it was very irritable towards your skin, uh, and that and the actors it took several days for them for the skin rash and the irritation to go away. 
Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, um, so, right, that's a big scene for them, especially when uh, Mike TV starts asking questions about it, and his mom says, keep your eyes open and your mouth shut, right? Um, but then we come to the Wonka Vision room, all-white room, uh, where he talks about how he can, uh, and he, I mean, uh, Willy Wonka, about how you can shrink candy, mm. right? So, um, yeah, and that's like, so he gets shrunk, and let's let's, let's kind of get to the, some of the more interesting facts, you know, like when he's being held up by his mom after he's shrunk, like those are big giant styrofoam fingers that he's yeah. being held up on. Um, and obviously when he's shrunk down and he's saying, am I coming in clear? You know, it's, it's him just talk, you know, speaking to a loud, not loud, loud, come on, Eric, a large TV screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's on it. So he's on a stage. Yeah. Uh, this is while they're filming, right? So, so they, so they put him on a stage, and like I mentioned earlier, Mel Stewart is a perfectionist, and I guess Mel Stewart was yelling at him, like trying to get him to be louder and trying to get him to be more irritable um, in like real life, so that he would act that way too. Uh, and so, Paris Temin has said that if he seems like he's irritable and angry, that was directed at Mel Stewart. Um, so he definitely got it out of him, you know. Hey, mom, am I coming in clear? Um, and then, right, styrofoam fingers, and then they put him in the purse. Yep. And uh, the once he was in the purse, he starts talking about. Uh, well, well, actually, we don't know because his voice is muffled, right? Yeah, and there's no there's no subtitles or anything like that, or even in the script that you can find online. It doesn't say anything. Just muffled. Doesn't. There's no words that you can make out from that. But he said in interviews before that he is actually, as the actor, saying words, but they later, but they later muffled it, because um, he's he's trying to say things like he's messing with his mother's comb in the purse, like he's, like doing things to the things that are in his mom's purse. Which is fu- I mean, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I think that's a. I think that's a pretty good look into Mike TV. Um, not really the most famous character, I think. I think Veruca Salt, which, uh, you know, out of you know all the characters besides Charlie Bucket, right, and pff, Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. probably one of the more famous of the kids, especially since there's a band named after her, you know. So I think, and she had a she had a song. Veruca, she, oh, actually, Veruca Salt had a song. Mike TV didn't have shit. Actually, this is a great point. Um, so 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 Paris Temin said that he did want a song. For himself, yeah. because he had done, as I mentioned before, uh, Broadway acting, and he had sung. So he wanted a song, and they wouldn't uh, give him one. Good. But what he did try to do was sing while on set, in hopes that somebody oh, would hear God. him and what say, fucking, "Hey, what a fucking try hard. He should have. Yeah, I know. Very. It's a very <laughs> Hugh Grant move, right? Yeah. Um, he's just becoming quite the villain, uh, Hugh Grant. Dude, he's uh, a he's a fucking bubbling jackass. Well, that being said. Uh, no, they did not give Mike TV a song. No. Um, In fact, only Veruca Salt has a song that she sings in. Yes. Well, it's not a full-on musical. No. But, but it is a movie with some very good songs and very memorable songs, but I don't think that it classifies as a musical. But I do think that the fact that there are really good songs in it is also what makes the movie great. Wonka sings a song... Charlie Bucket's mother sings a song. Mrs. Bucket, if you will. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe sings a song. The Candy, candy Man. Man has a song. Oompa Loompas have... Numerous. Like three, at yes. least. And Veruca Salt. 
Yeah. But it's not a musical, right? No, it's not. You don't you don't tell people to watch if I say watch high school musical, Ugh. that's a freaking musical, right? Yeah. I mean maybe I could have come up with a better one. A better like, musical uh, the sound of music? That doesn't have the word music or musical in it. How about hairspray? How's that? Cats. Cats. I think that's a I don't know. It's a play? No, it's a musical. Hairspray. Let's go with hairspray. I haven't seen it. I, I'm, I'm I, not. I'm not a musical fan. I am not either, but I do know that Hairspray right. is a musical. Um, oh, uh, Hamilton is a famous musical. Hamilton. There you go. Perfect. My wife loves um, the soundtrack. Hamilton's great. Yeah. It, yeah. It's fantastic. It, I, it's I, a little bit. Long. I don't like musicals, so yeah. I couldn't get on board with it. Okay. Well, it's good I, though. I'm sure it's. It's good. very educational. I didn't know anything about Alexander Hamilton other than he was one of the presidents that's on our currency that was never an actual president. And he had a duel in New Jersey, which might as well be, you know. Gosh, they need to bring back dueling. Imagine dying in New Jersey. Ugh. Me versus Hugh Grant. Well, actually, you versus Hugh Grant. You're the one who brought it up. If I had to. I'm just speculating that he. I'm just speculating that he would commit or not commit to the intersection before he turns left. Yeah. Do you. I think he probably – well, he's also – he's very British, so he's probably polite in the intersection and waiting for everybody else to go. You know what, Mr. Grant, if you're listening to this, please hit us up at, at Podcast Wonka. Don't hit and, me – no, don't hit me up. Direct it to Ryan. Don't talk to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. All right? You shouldn't have taken this fucking role. You said right? that with such a New Yorker accent. I'm sorry. Because it's, it's like, hey, man, don't be an Oompa Loompa. I think he has enough wherewithal to be like, yeah, don't hire me. Get a little person. But I guess, I mean, I guess maybe part of the reason is that they give the Sumpalupa so many roles and lines. They wanted a more trained actor. I mean, really, they they, they probably wanted some backstory on the Oompalumpas, right? Because we don't, the only story that we know about it from the movie is that Wonka is the one that Wonka tells us. About the Snaz Wangers and the like, Vermicious Canids. Right, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, right? And then the Oompa Loompas don't actually talk. Um, but I guess now we'll get some backstory from them. Which, sure, I'll give them some like, props on that. Yeah, We'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Mike TV? About Mike TV. Mike TV. I think uh, my biggest gripe with Mike TV is not really with him per se, but about the inconsistent spelling of his name. Like, why can't yeah. we just come to a conclusion that it's... T E E V E, which is the original spelling in the book. Yeah. Um. No, I got nothing. I mean, I I think he's probably one of the least exciting of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even think Augustus. No, you know what? Because Mike TV does ask that question to Wild to Willy Wonka. Uh, what are they made of? And well, you know, Wonka's like, please speak into this ear better next time. I'm, 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 a, trifle I'm, I'm a trifle. I'm a trifle deaf. Right. So like, you know, or no, no, no. He also says. Talk a little bit louder, uh, wider next time in your mouth, like so because he, his mouth is yeah, so. obviously open very wide when he talks. So he has, loud. he has some yeah. okay lines. I, I think you know if I were to rank him, which maybe one day we are going to rank him, he's like mid, mid level or in the same level as Augustus Sloop. But uh, that's okay. That's fine. You know, I mean, yeah. he's got to fall somewhere on the yeah on the ranking list. We're not okay. gonna, we're not going to get that list today though. But speaking of rankings, speaking of lists. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. We are about to rank our favorite Star Wars movies from... Oh, no. (laughs) No. No, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, the first one, that's up there. 
And then I think all the rest are tied, right? Because they're all the same. Which one has the rock in it? Does it matter? The rock started in Fast Five, which is when I started to watch because I'm not really into the car movie thing. Yeah. But uh, Fast Five, yes, the rock did attract me to the movies, but then they became more action movies to me. Like, mm-hmm. just me personally, that's how yeah. I viewed them. Um, I have not seen the most recent one, Fast X, but I will at some point. It's on my list, which I do actually have a list. But speaking of lists, yeah. one of our first episodes, uh, we gave our top candy bars, I believe. Shop candy candy bar at slash chocolate bar, right? That's We want to be specific on that, okay? Not top candies. Yeah. And so we want to finish this episode strong and give you guys another list, some things that you guys can uh, talk about in your car, during your work day, and of course, at Podcast Wonka, you can hit us up with what your favorite, drum roll please. Oh, no, the, the drummer, he's not here. Okay. Um, alternate chocolate candy bars. Right, so what we mean Actually, by, let me say this, yeah. alternate chocolate candy, okay? Because I... Yeah. I got some alternate on here that are not necessarily a bar, well, but they are chocolate. Reese's peanut butter cups are considered a chocolate bar. If you if you were to Google it, no way, bro. Yeah, it, a bar? It's, it's in the yeah. It's part of like the chocolate bar family. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's like, well, I mean, like for instance, an almond joy is considered a chocolate bar, even though it's two separate pieces. Mm. But they're two smaller bars, at least. At least they're in a rectangular shape. Aren't you they? know what's in a rectangular shape that I love is a Rice Krispie treat, but that's oh. not in the list. No. All right, we're not talking about that. We're talking about alternate flavors or types of chocolate bars. Right. For example, peanut butter M Ms. Peanut butter M Ms. Okay. Um, that's how the many first time do you, you said have? peanut butter M Ms? How many? No, it's not. Um, how many do you have? I have five. I I, I did five. I, I did a cool five. Okay. So you kind of have a uh, so you have a top five like first team all alternate. Uh, yeah. Like candy bars, um, I only have a Mount Rushmore. I have four. Um, you think you're better than me? As well, no, actually. Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> because you have more, huh? All right. Uh, why, why don't you start off with number five for you? Okay, number five. Okay, and all right. Ah, fuck. I guess this should be in a particular order. <laughs> or not? It doesn't have to be. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna go because I'm not the biggest Snickers fan. But I do like the Snickers almond or almond, if you will. Mm. That's up there. Okay. That's number five. Okay. Yeah. Snickers almond. Yeah, it's pretty good. So instead of peanuts, they have almonds. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've had that. Uh, I'm not averse to almonds, by the way, and that's a recent development, like last ten years. Yeah. Post 9/11. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's get a little more recent. Post Benghazi. We weren't going to talk about that. I know. Okay. Um, okay. Well, since you have, since you have one one more than me, why don't you hit, why don't you hit us with the next? Well, if you no, if you no, if you go, then I would finish and I'd have. That's fair, right? I think, yeah, I, I think that's how math. Works. All right, all right. Um, in fact, I'll just tell you right now: two of mine are not in bar form at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my number four are birthday cake Oreos. Oreos don't count. They're chocolate. Chocolate. Or, mm. There's chocolate. Oreos don't count. They're in the same candy aisle section. If Oreos was a thing, this whole list would be fucking different. Or, what? <laughs> you, 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 went to, you, so went to, you went to cookie. 
We're not doing cookies. We're doing we're doing chocolate. We're talking chocolate, chocolate bars. We're not doing cookies. So you're telling me that I can't put Oreos on my list? No. Alternate. It, it's it's this is alternate. This should no, be able we, to be we, a we little more. Doing, no, we were doing chocolate flavors. Where you know different flavors of chocolate bars, like Snickers almond or the Snickers brownie or the Twix mocha, whatever the fuck bullshit. <sighs> Snickers brownie is pretty good. I didn't even think about that. You, but it's not on my if, list. If Oreos, no. no. Listen, I can f- fucking murder a whole thing of Oreos and not think twice about it. And I love the other flavors. We're not. We'll do top Oreo flavors. Get that shit off your list. <laughs> okay. You know what? Watch this. No, oh, you can't hear it. My sound's not on. I'm backspacing frivolously on my phone <laughs> and <laughs> deleting it off my list. Fine. Fine. Here. You want one? I'll give you one right yeah. now. Cookie dough Twix. Get out of my face. Okay. That is supreme. That's you take one of the best flavors four? in the world. Huh? Is that four? Well, I'm only down to a top three right now. Alright. It's like uh did you ever see the movie Richie Rich? No. Oh gosh. With Macaulay Culkin? No, I didn't. No? Okay. Well anyway, there was a there was a Mount Richmore, right? Because their family was so rich that they had a Mount Oh actually, you know what? I'll go back to this. Yeah, so there's Richie Rich. Superman two. Christopher Reeves. Uh, I did see that, yes. Okay, Superman 2, where Zod, right? You remember Zod and his little, like, gang Mm -hmm. uh, went by Mount Rushmore, and they were, like, laser beaming one of the, yeah, (laughs) laser beaming the faces of of our presidents and turned them into Zod, and I believe Ursa was her name, and Nan was the other one. How's that for some trivia? That's good. Um, Yeah, and then they knocked off the fourth president. Christopher Reeves was great in that movie. He was fantastic. Like, just so good. He was top two Superman of all time. This is and not he might not be number two. Top two Superman? You yeah. say Superman? Yeah. So you're saying there's a Superman better than him? Like actor? I mean, Henry Cavill? <laughs> he did one fucking movie. He did two movies. He did. He did two movies. No. Three? Well, he was in the Justice League. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Snyder Cut. What, what? Oh, anyway. man, that thing was good. Yeah. Oh, no, I did see that. It was I, I saw a sign it, it was excellent. Anyway, anyway, okay. So, yeah. Well, this is not, I mean, I'm down to three because you're hacking my list and telling me that they don't this count. This is not a comic uh, So, can I talk about the Cookie Dough Twix? Okay, I got about a 20-minute yes. rant on Cookie Dough Twix and how good – this is a positive rant. 20-minute? Uh, all right, let's, all right. Say, let's say 20 <laughs> seconds, okay? Ready, set, go. Let's you do take it. the best candy bar, arguably. Yeah. At least – It's up there. Yeah, right? And then you take, and then you add in one of the best flavors of all time, maybe of any candy or food, and you combine them. That is a fantastic alternate candy bar. So that is my number three. Cookie dough ice cream is one of my favorite flavors of ice cream, but this is not an ice cream list. list. Okay. Um, So after that, if I were to go in order, right, uh, is the pretzel flavor of M and M's. Mm. Those are pretty good. They got a great crunch. It's salty. I'm not a big Eminem fan, um, but if we're doing alternate flavor of candy bars, chocolate specifically, I think that that's up there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to go one more time because okay. I knocked off your Oreo um, thing, which is just ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. It's not. It's chocolate. It's not candy. We're, it's like chocolate. We're doing chocolate candies. You know, you went cookie. But it's it's got the candy element with, like, the birthday cake flavor in there, right? No, man. You went cookie. 
You can't do that. You, I did. It, it, I did kind like, of go like, cookie. It's like you saying my oh my top number two is the raspberry flavor Milano from Pepperidge Farm. That's yeah. what you just did. Yeah. I would also accept that on the list. That's a great. That's it's great. not like I just said hot, fresh, like chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. Yeah. Yeah. I listed a brand. It's in the same aisle, I think. No. It's not the same aisle? It's, no, it's in the cookies and crackers aisle. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm familiar. I do a, All right. a lot of All right. Why don't you just give us number two? Okay. Number two. You ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Cadbury Scream Eggs. <laughs> the Cadbury Scream Eggs. So Cadbury makes the those little uh, Easter eggs, right? Okay. The, like the chocolate with the fondant center. Yeah. That were almost only exclusively available during Easter time frame. Yeah. And by the way, it's been historically documented that they've been making them smaller over the years, and it's true. It's crazy. It's like they've made them like half half the size. Uh, recently, in the last I don't know ten years, post nine eleven, not Benghazi. We don't have to talk about oh that. Oh my gosh. But um. They decided to take those Cadbury cream eggs and make them into Cadbury scream eggs for Halloween. So like they're Halloween like like. Are they like pumpkin flavored? The coloring is different. Okay. On the, on, the, on the inner fondant. Okay. And that's it. You got really technical on me there. Okay. Well, that's an interesting pick. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have interesting picks. I have good. I have some solid ones, but n- I, you know, I don't go like off brand off yeah. like the major brands because my next one is, and you've already gone here, so I'm gonna go same universe, different flavor, coconut M and M's. Yeah. They were a thing. I want to say less than a year. It may have been a two or three year stint, but yeah. I remember walking through the grocery store up to the like checkout aisle. And I saw a white bag of M&M's. Hmm, what could this be? Coconut. Fucking coconut, You baby. take arguably, because I'm going to keep saying arguably, because cookie dough is one of my favorite flavors. Yeah. And coconut is also one of my favorite Those flavors. Those don't go together, though. What's that? Cook, cookie dough and coconut. Do well, it. if you get some ice cream and you do the double like scoop on a waffle cone, I mean, there's arguably nothing better. Anyway, coconut M&M's were fantastic. And they got rid of them, and I was pretty upset about it. Yeah. Uh, this is not, um, well, I, you know, since we're in the M&M world, I will also say coffee-flavored uh, M&Ms were, yeah. were pretty dang good. There's one out there right now that's somewhat new. It's a caramel cold brew M&M. Ooh. It's good. It is good. Tastes like coffee, though? Like no. Caramel coffee? Uh, I mean, what's the cold caramel. brew part? It's like, it's, like, it's like caramel cold. Like, it's like coffee caramel, yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Caramel. Caramel. Uh, <coughs> caramel. <laughs> But you historically, and it's been documented that you love coconut, so it's that 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 checks the chart. I think it's been documented on this podcast. I don't know which episode, but it's up there. Uh, now, that was your number two. Yes, yes, it was. So my number two is the mint. So like, there's the Kit Kat duos, and they have like they have like a strawberry and dark chocolate one, but there's also a mint and dark chocolate one. Yeah, uh, of the Kit Kats, also. Uh, honorable shout out to Big Cat, which is just like a larger Kit Kat. It's like it, you know how you can break off a Kit Kat into a singular cat, <laughs> or like a or a kit, say a singular kit. But um, you can, like, at a lot of vending machines, you can get the Big Cat, and it's just like one big one big bar mm. of it's good. Yeah, it's a lot thicker chocolate on that too. Okay, that's uh, a, that's number two. Well, that's a. Fantastic segue into my number one. Right. I hit you up about this recently. I may be going through some recency bias, but I pulled into a 7-Eleven, saw it on the aisles, 
you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the candy aisle. Had to try it. And this is my current number one alternate flavored candy. It is the churro flavored Kit Kat. It's good. It's really good. I took a picture, sent it to you. I thought we should have a whole episode dedicated to the churro Kit Kat, uh, over an hour long mm-hmm. at least. But I'll just go with a, a good like thirty seconds yeah. here. It was it was fantastic. It's it, it's not like regular chocolate. It's uh, I think it might be white chocolate with like a cinnamon flavor to it. Yes. But it's it's fantastic. It really is. It's yeah. so good. If ten like, out of ten would recommend. If you yeah. like cinnamon, you love it. Yeah. You know. Um, all right, guys. Let's get to my number one. It's th- and it's going to shock you. Drum okay. roll, please. All right. Peanut butter Oreos. Flavor. Nope, that's not it. Get out of here. <laughs> my number one is it's going to shock you. Twix cookie dough. <laughs> it's my that one. is your number one? Yeah, that's my you, number one. So you took one that was my number three? I already had it on here. I had it on here. Look, it says Twix cookie dough. I had it on there. Verified to be true. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, he it's does. A, I fucking love cookie dough as well. That's my favorite ice cream flavor. I, I fucking love that shit. So when that came out, and it's like it's and like there's a good saltiness to it. Um, and you can definitely tell there's a theme of the cookies, the candies that I like. It has to be crunchy, has to be salty, has to be sweet. It's great. Yeah, you know. Um, listen, as we're laying this track down for you guys, uh, it's almost Halloween. Yeah, some might say da- dangerously close. Dangerously, it might be spookily close. I wouldn't go that far. I think I made up that word too. <laughs> spookily. No, spookily's spookily is <laughs> a, a word. I think we just harmonized the word spookily. Spookily. Uh, anyway, what's that from? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so we just wanted to give you this list because you know you're going to be seeing candy all over the place, and oh. if you and if you happen to see some of these candy bars. Or Oreos um, in your uh, in your children's uh, candy bag. Give them a try, you know. Yep. Um, speaking of which, I know we just talked about Kit Kats, and here's some interesting fact for everyone out here. Um, this is not the interesting fact. It's up. It's coming up here in a second. I was just recently in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, and I stopped in their air. Well, I was in the airport, but I brought back some candy from Canada. I brought back Kit Kats from Canada. Because Kit Kats outside the United States is made by Nestle. Kit Kats inside the United States is made by Hershey, right? It's it's like the same, and you know you'll notice the logo is different. The Kit Kat has like a little like white heart in the in the background of the Nestle brand. So we're I'm gonna bring them in for Ryan and I to try side by side, and we'll uh, we'll report to you back. Uh, if there's a difference, which one's better? If not, whatever. This could lead to nothing, but it's worth noting that if you guys have a chance, I'm sure I think you probably find it online or in any like international stores that you will see Kit Kat with like a different logo on it because it's made by Nestle. This is a this is a pretty interesting fact. Did you notice any change in the taste? I haven't tried it yet. I, I, I was waiting. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Very cool. Um, and then just just like one more thing. I want to put it out into the universe so that we can commit to this and do this on a future episode. But uh, you and I have talked about making some kind of a Wonka cocktail. Okay. So I was recently on a trip for work. And I went to a speakeasy, no surprise there, and they had a Wonka golden egg cocktail. It was good. It was overly sweet. 
Um, no surprise there either. Yes, of course. We have a cocktail idea. I'm fine-tuning it, but I'm a, I'll give a little teaser here. It is going to be called the Violet You're Turning Violet Violet. Okay, so that's that's what. God, that's such a fantastic name. So that's what's going to be. The components of it will be revealed at a later date, but that's I'm going to create it and um, with which I believe to be elements. All y'all, all of you. I said all y'all. That does that sound right? It works. Yeah, everyone at home could possibly use if you have these. If you if you like you know drinking, you might have these elements at home. So can I guess one of the ingredients? You only you don't need to tell me all of them. Can yeah. I and you may have actually sent this to me, but I don't I I don't remember what your text to me was. Mm-hmm. But is Empress Gin in this thing? Perhaps. Oh, gosh. It might be. It might be. I that's one of the things I'm I, I might be fine tuning. Okay. Well drink respons drink responsibly, folks. Oh, there we go. We're, and you know what? We haven't been drinking. No. No. We're actually Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time that we've recorded Stone Cold Sober. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. It might be true. By sober, we mean drinking. We're not doing anything else. We're in a room with no windows. What are we going to do? We can't just drink. Who wants to drink in a room with no windows? That's depressing. No. And I think it's lights out here in like two minutes. Oh, fuck. So, we, yeah, I know. Like the guard's going to come by and our cell block's going to be shut down for the night. So. Right, that's him right there. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, anyway, um, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode on uh, on the new Wonka trailer and Mike TV. And please, I'm telling you, hit that button, like, subscribe, uh, follow us on at Podcast Wonka on X, the uh, platform formerly known as Twitter. We're going to get a better platform. We don't know what, but we will. But we might also keep that one as well. Yeah, I just... Elon Musk is a fucking psychopath. Well, we don't need to follow him, okay? Anyway, uh, that being said, thank you for your time, and we will be back with another episode. Very soon. Very soon. Bye. Bye.